I'm Rob Norda, and welcome to the Work From Home Podcast. Welcome back. It's been a while since the last episode. I tried to take a bit of a summer break. Obviously, there were limited things I could do during the summer, but it was nice to have a little bit of time with a little bit less to focus on. Today, we're talking about how to run a team and manage people remotely. In 2019, before the pandemic, about 5% of all U.S. workers worked primarily from home. At the same time, over half, about 60%, said that their work could be done remotely. Over the past few months, we've seen this more and more, where lots of jobs that have not been online suddenly are allowing employees to work online. We've all had experience working with others in some sort of team, some sort of group project. Um, Sometimes we're the ones being managed. Sometimes we are the managers who are managing other people. This episode is from the perspective of the manager. However, the same principles apply to all remote workers. A quick look on Amazon revealed an estimated infinity books on management. Being a good manager is a huge topic in and of itself. Um, You can spend a lifetime learning about being a manager, but even a great leader can lose his or her effectiveness when they're trying to use the same skills remotely that may have worked face-to-face. I have four areas to focus on. Resources, clarity, connection, and trust. Let's talk about resources. This is the easiest, I believe, of the four. But a surprising number of workplaces don't spend enough time considering what an employee needs to successfully work remotely. Obviously, most jobs require a computer, but how nice of a computer? Can they get by with a Chromebook or a cheap laptop? Or do they need to run video editing programs, maybe, that require something a bit more heavy-duty? Do employees need a webcam? Do they need to be on video in meetings or meet with clients? For computers, you've probably got some idea already what your employees need. They probably needed the same thing when they were working in an office. But extend that to think about what does your office provide besides the computer to enable your employees to get their job done. Think about internet connection. Most people, most of your employees likely have an internet connection at home. Is it fast enough? What do they need to use it for? Do they need to attend online meetings? once a week or every day? If so, maybe they need a little bit higher quality internet. Maybe they don't. Maybe their interaction online is mostly sending emails, replying to messages, and it doesn't need to be super quick. Obviously, your use case will vary, but set clear expectations. In the before times, many of the remote workers that I've worked with and have managed have been traveling. One of the benefits of working remotely is You don't have to stay in one place. It's not always working from home. We would often run into the issue of having employees working while traveling. Maybe they're overseas. And suddenly their internet connection just isn't quite fast enough to attend a meeting or to do what they need to do. It was usually fast enough for replying to emails or typing up content for something they needed. But when it came to being online, on camera in a voice call with someone, maybe it didn't quite cut it. So be clear on what you need your employees to have. Next is clarity. This is probably the single most important of these four principles. 
Is there clarity around what every single member of the team is responsible for? In an office, this sometimes happens on kind of an ad hoc basis. I'm working for a bit and I run out of things to do, so I go to a coworker or go to my boss and say, hey, what, what can I do next? What can I help with? Or maybe I'm just sitting around talking to people and I can kind of tell, we've all seen this, but you can get a sense of who's working really hard and getting a lot done, who's not. But when you're working online, it's very easy to never really know what someone else is doing. In order to be successful, you need to know what you are responsible for, what person A, person B, person C, what every member of your team is responsible for, and be able to see if that gets done or not. In doing that, you want to focus on what gets done, not the doing of the things. Once more, this usually isn't as much of an issue in an office. You can generally see if people are working or not, if they're slacking or not. But especially online, you need to be able to track what is actually getting done. For some jobs, this is really easy. You have very clear deliverables. You say, did you accomplish this, this, this? Did you write this report and send this email and make this sale? But online, you may not know how much work someone is doing. And this can go two ways. Sometimes an employee is slacking and you don't know. They're at home, not working, not spending a ton of time on things you're paying them to do. They're not accomplishing anything, but you don't really know because you're not clear enough on what they're supposed to be doing, or you're not good at measuring that. Alternatively, you can also have people that say yes to too many things, or maybe you expect too much of them. In an office, you might be able to see that, see that they're constantly busy, see how frazzled they are and say, hey, I, you know what, I think you're doing too much. Let me take some of this off your plate. Let me give it to someone else, get someone else to help you. But when people are working from home, you don't always get that opportunity to notice. But if it's very clear on what people are doing and what they're expected to deliver, it will help you that much more in management. Again, this is not something that is an online-only principle. Uh, clarity of roles and job description and focusing on what actually gets done these are all things that are useful for management anyway, in any situation, but online, it's especially easy to let this go. Once you have sufficient clarity, it also allows for a bit more flexibility. One of the things that I love about working remotely is being able to do what I want when I want it. It makes it a little bit easier for me to take lunch when I'm hungry. Or maybe I'm meeting someone for lunch or for dinner and I want to adjust my schedule a little bit that day. And I have a lot of meetings to go to, but outside of those, a lot of the things that I'm doing, I can adjust. For tasks where this is applicable, be as flexible as you can. Flexibility is a huge benefit of working remotely. It does require a lot of clarity. The third principle is connection. Connection is something that is much, much easier in a physical work environment. You can lean over to a coworker next to you or um, interact with them in the break room by the water cooler, talk about your weekend, talk about what you're doing, see what you're into, just build friendships. That's a lot harder online. When you're working remotely, your interactions are usually for a specific purpose. You go to a meeting to discuss this thing and you are attending a meeting. You don't have the time where you're sitting there earlier with them. You don't go to lunch with them quite so much. So it requires a little bit of extra work to create opportunities for connection. 
A lot of meetings that I've attended, especially with smaller groups, allow everyone to share at the beginning a little bit about what's going on. Just say, hey, what, what's new in everybody's lives? That gives an opportunity to not only hear specific things that other people have been up to, but learn a little bit more about them in an organic way that's not just, we are accomplishing this task, let me interact with you in a transactional way about that. You could also spend some time going out of your way to provide new opportunities for people to interact and connect outside of work. I've worked for several online companies that have book clubs or movie discussion groups. They're just a chance for everybody to meet up at a certain time. Often during lunch, they'll say, hey, uh, on you know every third Friday during lunch, get together, we'll read a book, we'll discuss it. Well, we just have lunch online. Not everyone will come to these things, and they shouldn't be expected to. That's totally fine. But it's a chance to get to know other people. This is particularly useful when you have a new team member coming into a group of people that are already fairly well-established and acquainted with each other. There will be in-jokes and references and funny interactions that the team already knows, but this person will not. We, I think we've all been in that situation where we're feeling like an outsider, and when it's that much more difficult to interact with people, it can take much, much longer to overcome that. A final thing that I would recommend in terms of connection is look at actually getting together in person. I know this is the work from home podcast and I do love working from home, but if it's possible for your team, try to find the time to meet up in person and just hang out sometimes. On occasions when I've had the opportunity to physically meet up with people that I've previously only worked with online, I'm always so amazed by how quickly I can build a relationship when I already know them online a little bit. And that relationship can be so much stronger and last so much longer than a relationship that's only built online. Again, this isn't feasible for all companies, for all teams, for all projects, but when possible, it can be really useful to create those ways of getting a connection. From a manager's standpoint, this also means checking in with people. If someone's working online and they have questions, they may not be as willing to reach out to you or interact with you and ask for help. We've all started new jobs where we feel a bit lost. And you figure it out eventually, but you have a lot of pretty dumb questions probably that someone who's working there for a while, they know exactly what to do. Maybe it wasn't covered in training as well as it could have been. And so checking in often can help avoid a lot of those and mean that you will feel closer to a new team member or even a team member who's been there for a while. And in addition, make yourself available. In addition to proactively checking in with people, make sure that people know that they can contact you for help, for discussion, for whatever they might need. Part of being a good manager is being accessible, and being accessible online is not just saying, oh, I've got an open door policy, you can talk to me whenever. That's not enough. You need to be a little bit more proactive in letting them know when you're available, how to contact you, and then reaching out with them and checking in, and not just checking in about work stuff. You don't need to have a deep dive into your personal lives, but just some sort of non-work-centric interaction with people can go a long way. The final principle is trust. If you don't trust someone, having them work online can be very difficult and very scary. Working remotely can go very wrong very quickly if it's someone that you don't trust. 
Accountability is more difficult. Connection is more difficult. Knowing what someone is doing with their time can be more difficult. Even more so than usual, make sure that you can trust the people on your team. You will not be there to make sure they're doing the right thing, to hold their hand through every little step of the process. Trust that they can do what needs to be done. Beyond just finding employees you can trust, you then need to trust them. No one likes a micromanager. No one likes someone who's always checking in on them or doesn't give them the freedom to accomplish what they need to get done. But online, it feels extra bad. Someone is going out of their way to intrude into what you're doing and obviously not trusting you. If there's an employee that you really can't trust, that is a huge problem, especially when working remotely. But if you're managing a remote team and you say you trust these people, then show it. Obviously, make yourself available. Make sure that it's very clear what their role is. Make sure that they have the resources that they need to succeed. But in the end, trust them to get their job done. So many people in so many different roles say that their job can be done online. We know that not all jobs will move online anytime soon. I doubt we're going to have people cutting hair over Zoom in the near future. But if your company has been trying to work online, maybe you've only tried to work online during the last few months, how has it gone? Has it gone well? Has it gone poorly? I've heard a bit of both. I've heard some people that have said, yes, this is great. In fact, I want to stay an online employer. I've also talked to a lot of people that have said, this went terribly. My employees were not effective. They were not being productive. And I cannot wait to be back in one place with all of them so we can actually get things done. If that's the case, that may be completely accurate. But take a look at these things and think of it like a checklist. Are you giving employees the resources that they need to be productive online? Is there clarity around their roles, around what needs to get done? Are you providing opportunities for connection? And do you trust your employees? Slash, do you treat them like you trust them? My guess is that a lot of companies that have said remote working is a terrible idea and has not worked well for them has been problems with management. And frankly, that's to be expected. This was suddenly thrust upon so many of us. Most people haven't had years of practice at this. Um, they haven't eased into a new job. They've been thrown into the deep end, suddenly forced into a remote workforce. And that includes managers. Many of the skills that really good managers and really good leaders have carry over really well to working online. But if you neglect these core principles, you're going to have really good managers, really good leaders that are not managing, that are not leading, that are not helping their team work successfully remotely. And what other tips do you guys have? I've been doing this for a while as a manager, as an employee, as a coworker, and I'm still getting better and better at this. And lots of companies, lots of people have different preferences and enjoy different things about working with others for others remotely online. If you have any other comments or tips or suggestions or ideas about how to manage a remote workforce or work on a remote team successfully, please let me know. One way that you can let me know 
is by going to anchor.fm slash Robert dash Norda. That's anchor.fm slash R-O-B-E-R-T dash N-O-O-R-D-A. Well, there you can message me using anchor.fm and you leave a voice message. And if you're lucky, I may even include your question, your tip, your trick, your suggestion in a future episode. Thank you so much. Hope to see you next time. Thank you.